It's award-winning Frederick County Sports Weekend with interviews with local coaches and players. Here's your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we will be continuing our weekly interviews with the head football coaches here in Frederick County. Today, our guest is the head coach at Frederick High School, Mr. Kevin Perry. And Kevin, thank you for taking time, and welcome. Thanks for having me. Always fun to talk football with you guys. Indeed, my pleasure as well. Kevin, this is your seventh year coming up, and certainly the last 16 months have been um, unprecedented in, in so many ways for and so many different things. Athletics certainly being one that was uh, turned around, and we uh, found out how much we missed our sports. What thoughts and takeaways have you, do you have from these past 15, 16 months? Um. <clears throat> Personally, man, I we we I know I needed more more in my life, more football. Um, even though we personally went through a lot, we had a second child, um, and then for the kids that we see, we used to see every single day, and then not seeing them, it, it was it was hard. It was hard to maintain contact. It was hard to keep checking in on kids, and their spirits got down, which made it harder for us to continue to build the relationships and. And kind of keep kids engaged and, and keep them excited and motivated when there really was no answer of what tomorrow looked like or when the season was coming or what the season was going to look like. So um, it's been challenging, but the spring was was fun, um, good opportunity, and glad we had it. So those who may not know you, coach, uh, how about a little history of uh, back in the day, playing days up to where you are now as the head coach at Frederick? Um, well, I graduated from high school in 2008. I went to Downingtown West High School up in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, Chester County, uh, about 35, 40 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, graduated from there, um, went to Millersville University where I played two years. Um, and then I got into coaching, got into training and, and bodybuilding, powerlifting, a couple other kind of individual sports. Uh, finished my degree up there, got my bachelor's in technology education. Um, came down to Frederick County for an interview, got a job at TJ Middle School as a technology education teacher. Um, did not coach that first year. The next year I was uh, brought on as the woodshop teacher at Frederick High School. I was a varsity assistant coach. And then the following year I was three days into camp, and our head coach had a heart, uh, health condition. He had to step down, and I took over the job that about three days or a week into camp that year. Thrown into it in the mix very quickly. Thinking back then and to this point now, Kev, what are some some uh, major things that kind of you've learned from that? Uh, too many to count. Okay. Um, was I was I ready at the time? No. Would I change anything about what I did and what I did to learn and, and get along this journey? I wouldn't change anything. Um, met a lot of great people on the way. I've really expanded my network. I've learned a lot about the history and the culture of not only Frederick County but Frederick High School. Um, a lot of rich football history down here in, in, in the state of Maryland, a lot in this county specifically. Um, just 
continue and learning more as I go. And I'm I'm still consider myself to be a young coach and consider to or still continue to put coaches around me that I can learn from. Indeed, that's certainly one of the bases uh, when you become a head coach uh, for sure. Um, a great facility you have there, uh, Kevin, and certainly can mean a lot to those kids. For sure. I mean, we have two turf fields, um, beautiful weight room facility. They, the kids love it. The kids seem to be very excited about it. Um, we do a great job of taking care of it. We do a great job of doing the right things, following the rules, and, and our athletic director does a great job of sharing the space and and divvying up time and, and making sure everyone gets a fair opportunity to use the, the space. Looking back, we had we had that uh, many season, I guess we could say, and, was, and we're very fortunate that we were able to have that. I know all the coaches were uh, glad to be able to do that. Uh, what did you get from that session with your kids? Uh, like I said, it was better than having nothing. Um, with not having something for, I think it was almost a year, what felt like a year and a half, um, then not knowing what was coming and what possibilities there was and seeing other counties not have, or not, other states not have football at all. Um, we were glad to get the opportunity to get out. Um, the, the hardest part was the downtime for, for football. A lot of the relationships, the trust, the bonds, the, the kinship that is built is built in the meetings and, and before practice and after practice. And I mean, with, with the COVID restrictions and guidelines that we had, we were shuffling players in and out so fast and they had to be socially distant and they had to be coming in after taking surveys and stuff like that, that it was, it was hard to grow that trust and grow those bonds when we're only there for a set number of time, and then we had to shuffle them all and out the door and get them get them separated. So um, it was difficult. Glad we had the opportunity, and and the kids really did grow and learn a lot. And also, it was a very short season, so we only got four games in. And some of the kids that started coming on at the end, um, it was like, man, I wish we had four more games with that kid. We could have really seen what he could have done. Indeed. Uh, looking forward now, we're we're. Talk, being able to see where it's go, <clears throat> we're back to a, a, a assembly of, of normalcy here coming this fall. Quick turnaround, so to speak, as far as what's taking place in previous years uh, with the fall sports. How do you see this year's squad shape up, uh, returners coming back, etc.? Um, well, we are actually very blessed. We, we graduated... I think we had five seniors that finished the year last year. Um, four of those five went to college to play at the next level. Um, so we only really lose a starting linebacker and two safeties and two receivers. So we return to everybody else. Um, a very strong, very deep roster. Uh, it's, it might be our, our deepest roster that we've had since I've been here, looking at somewhere between 70 to 80 kids coming out this year. So That's... Um, those are outstanding numbers, Kevin. I'm sure you're very pleased to see that. Yeah, and I think it's going to allow us to do a lot more things. And then, again, raising some of those COVID restrictions will allow us to do more things in, in practice and in, um, creating competition, creating game-like play and practice that will take our competition to hopefully a new level. So you're looking at maybe, uh, maybe 40 varsity or so and then the others on the JV? Just about, yeah. Okay. That's a nice split there for sure. Um, that that depth, um, you know, it <laughs> goes without saying uh, in, in in the game of football. 
uh, how much that depth uh, means, especially uh, in your interior linemen. For sure, and then that takes the special teams and it creates a whole new meaning on special teams because now instead of trying to spell kids and, and keep some of your best players on the field, you're going to have a core group of six, seven, eight guys that are going to be on every special team. They'll be able to take pride in it. Our scout team on on defense on uh, practice will give us a better, stronger look, and and again create some consistency there. Okay, um, any young men that should be uh, you're looking at that we should be watching and uh, standouts for this coming year. Um, a couple. Uh, okay. Starting at the offensive line, uh, left tackler, left tackle Tyler Hovey. Um, he's coming in after um, sophomore year. He was first team all county last year. He was first team in the coaches poll. Um, Tyler's six six three twenty. Um, he's had an incredible off season. He's been to a number of college camps, um, and, and uh, not being able to go to those college camps before his junior year, I think we're going to see a big year out of Tyler. Um, our guard, I don't know, he'll bounce depending on what the other guys look like. Adam Mosall, Adam Mosall is a senior for us. He was also a state finisher in the uh, shot put. Um, Adam's going to be six foot, probably about 240 by the time the season starts, but he's gotten some offers from some schools, D3 schools, because he's got a 4.7 GPA. There you go. Um, on the skill side, couple other highlights Trayvon Neal Trayvon was first team all county as a freshman he was first team in the coaches poll at corner last year and then this year he'll be at receiver and corner for us as a junior he's really lit it up in our seven on sevens this year Um, again been to a number of college camps Um, so I look for a big year out of him Quarterback Brian Embuthia, uh, he got some rotational time last year, um, has had an incredible offseason. He's come a long, long way this offseason. He'll be going to his junior year. He'll be starting a quarterback for us. Um, a tremendous leader, tremendous poise for the, the, the offense. Um, he's one of those young men that when he speaks, he speaks volumes. He may not speak all the time, but his teammates really do look up to him. He's, he, he, when he, he talks, he has something to say, and it's worth listening. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, out of the backfield, Tay Anderson was a freshman last year, and, and he carried for 150 yards in two games. Um, so we look for him coming into a sophomore year to have a solid year. Um, Josh Hayward, and he was also a – I don't know if he was a – he got somewhere in the finals for track. I'm not sure if it was regionals or states. I think it was regionals. Um, Josh Hayward, fullback for us, fullback nose guard. Um, he's kind of our little bowling ball back there. He's, he had a tremendous year last year. Um, Corey Core. Core is a starting linebacker for us. He'll probably play a little tight end, too. Um, last year in the four games we did have, he had 62 tackles. Um and if we had a full season last year, he'd probably be on the top five list for all-time career tackles in Frederick's history. Um, he's been a starter since freshman year. You've got some young fellas that are really coming to, to, to bear here as far as their talents at the right time. Yep, yep. That's outstanding, Kevin. You know, we look really excited to see what takes place this year. I know you are looking at what you have and the numbers that are there as well. Um, 
something a head coach always is thinking about and uh, to build their program, it's it's imperative to have those numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really sets the tone for the future, and and I think having a decent spring like we did, and and, and creating a, a culture of accountability and and a positive culture, it, it spiked our our freshman numbers when. It was really hard to recruit this year and, and not having all the kids in the middle schools and not being able to set up our nights like we usually would. Um, we've had a, a decent number of freshmen show up to our workouts already, and uh, hopefully this this trend continues to grow and, and it makes recruiting happen for us instead of us chasing kids down in the hallways like we used to. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, change gears a little bit, Kev. We're looking forward to, uh, to see how this new playoff format uh, takes the takes place this year. Uh, your thoughts? Um, are they heading in the right direction, or is it um, a little better than it was? Are you talking about the eight team extension? Yes, uh, yeah, the, with the eight team okay. and the nine game schedule. So we had that the the last year. Oh, did we have? The did you, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And we we were I think we were the eighth seed, so we really benefited from that. Um, we were the seven or eight seed. We really benefited from that. Um, it, it it is upsetting, I guess, a little bit to not have that fifth home game because that year and this year we were only having four home games, which right. kind of hurts. But again, we play mostly in Frederick County, so it's not like all the games are, are terribly far away. Okay. Um, but giving that extra week of an opportunity to to be in playoffs and and get in the playoffs that that really that might have been what set the tone for us to expand our numbers the last couple of years. So. Well, indeed. I mean, that's that, that old saying, success breeds success. Uh, more kids want to be a part of something when they see they're going postseason. Yep, for sure. And and we've seen that. Even in the pandemic, our numbers were. So I think my best roster number we ever had was, was 64. And then last year during COVID season, we had 62. So we were almost cresting that wow. number already. That's that's good to hear, Kevin. I know you're proud of that and, and excited, as we said. Looking at you personally, uh, Coach, is there a quote or a statement that you kind of live by day to day? Oh, man, there's so many things. I mean, the kids spit out some great things. I got other coaches on staff who have incredible things. It, it's just this year is about accountability and work. Like we, All those rah-rah statements that are out there are great. But if, if you're not going to work behind it, if you're not going to be accountable for attending every day and working your hardest, then, then what's what's the point? Mm-hmm. Any person or person's uh, advice along the way kind of stuck with you? Um, like I said, I've had a great number of assistant coaches that have always had something. My, my head coach that I played under when I was at Downingtown, Mike Milano, he's a high school head coach. Um, a Hall of Fame high school head coach from Pennsylvania, and he's still coaching up there. Um, nothing specifically, but for him, it's just keep keep grinding, keep working, win with those who stick around you, and, and you'll get there. Indeed you will. Uh, and you have certainly, uh, for sure, uh, Kevin. Um, looking back, um, what was, and, and, and we can go back, when you first started playing football, whatever age you did, what was it about football? What was that hook for you? Um, 
my so my brother was that type of kid where my mom forced him to play or else he was going to be in trouble all the time. <laughs> okay. I, I was always a, a super competitor, and, and we were. I was always that kid who, when we lost, uh, you couldn't talk to me for a couple of days. When we won, I was on top of the world. I think what really stuck, like, really made it all stick, and and I was just out there to have fun and compete. Um, but when I was a senior in high school, my my father passed away, um, fighting multiple sclerosis, and and the thing that stuck me for life as a coach and a and as a, a mentor and and football for life kind of guy was the people that were in my corner the most were my teammates, my coaches, like. All the all the people that could have had that opportunity to be my father figure, they stepped up to the plate and, and they're still in contact with me today. So you can't uh, you can't beat that. That that certainly all ties in with that this game of football for sure. The coaching aspect, Kevin, was there a a time where that light bulb went off and you said, "This is what I want to do." Um, I always kind of knew, again, it was that, that same situation my senior year, seeing the impact that my coaches had on me. I was like, I, I definitely would like to return the favor. This is this is what I live for. This is what I enjoy. Um, that, that switch, that flip for me as a coach, my first year, I'm a, I'm a 22-year-old assistant coach, 23-year-old assistant coach at the time. And we're we're playing against TJ, and honestly, you might have been there at the time. <laughs> um, and we're we're getting smoked. It's like a 40-point game. Our our half our team is quitting. I got all these seniors that are like bailing on me at the last minute. They're like, Coach, I'm a, I just put someone else in. Let the young guys play. And then I got this one senior who has no aspirations of playing in college. I don't think he played before. Um, one kid in my position group that now is actually going to be on my JV staff. There you he came to me and he was like, Coach, I, I want to finish this game. Let me finish this game. Like, wow. I, I don't care about winning, losing. I want to finish this game. And it was like at a, at a point where I could have been like, the, these kids can't be coached. They're uncoachable. They all want to quit. Um, he was the one that was like, I'm just going to stick around. Uh, let me finish this thing out. It's amazing, Kev, how things uh, almost seemed, but they did. There was a reason for that. And it, and the reason you were there and have taken that that and gone forward with it. Yeah. And it was not, it all kind of came full circle there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. You see the future at at Frederick High School, Frederick County football. Do you see any small changes, no changes, uh, anything in the future? Um, hard to say. I mean, it, there there might have been some changes as far as numbers and participation and things that have been mentioned and rumors and stuff like that. But once the, the COVID thing hit, it's all kind of the rumors have grown exponentially. And, and I mean, tomorrow could change in, in the next. Uh, during that pandemic, nothing has ever made me realize how valuable today was mm-hmm. versus waiting to see what tomorrow looks like. Yeah. Because all, all those times taken for granted of, of kids just being able to walk outside and, and do whatever they want unhindered by the world, and now everything's changed where we don't know what we can wear in school. We don't know what we have to strap to our football helmets. We don't know how much time we can spend together within six feet and hand sanitizer and all that. Like right. We just can't take it all for granted, and, and I have no idea what changes are coming. I just know we have to be flexible and ready to, to move as, as the, the county goes. Indeed, Kevin, and it's you know it it certainly gave us a, a sense of 
how much you miss something when you don't have it. And uh, uh, we're hoping things get to that back to uh, that quote normal because it's so uh, exciting. Uh, the kids lo- great being back together, uh, that I'm sure was huge for you as well. Uh, unfortunately, now we're running out of time. It always happens, Kevin, when we talk sports and I'm able to talk football. Uh, but I certainly want to wish you the very best at Frederick High. You're uh, doing a, an outstanding job, and you're starting to see uh, the rewards of, of your hard work and your staff's hard work and, and bringing that, that uh, competitiveness back to Frederick High. No, well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, again, this is an interview we look forward to as coaches every year, so it's nice to, to get this one on the books and make it feel even more normal. <laughs> Indeed, Kevin. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we will see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930.